Hello and good morning. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Still I Rise. I'm your host and friend, Cherry Golightly. As a quick disclaimer, I'm not a licensed therapist, psychiatrist, or psychologist, so please do not substitute this podcast for any mental health therapy you feel you may need. In my podcast, I'm here to share my journey as a newly single mommy of two adorable little boys. I recently left a very toxic marriage of 11 years. I was very codependent, dealing with somebody who was having an addiction to methamphetamines and was very narcissistic. I made the decision to leave because I knew that not only was staying in the marriage very unhealthy for myself, but worst of all, my children. So as I share my journey, I do hope that I will be able to empower or help those who find themselves in a similar situation to find strength within themselves, to reclaim their lives, and start all over. Thanks for listening. A few days after Christmas. You know, this is that, like, big chunk of, like, a few days where you just don't know what day of the week it is because even though you are still working, you're like, wait, it's Christmas and in between New Year's, you're just like, what day is it? It's Friday. It's a good thing, I guess. And it's just, you know, I guess when we're, what causes this confusion is because it's like there's Christmas and you're just like, Okay, you know, you're off for just particularly Christmas. For those that are lucky enough to have, like, just, like, the whole week off, it's like, we envy you. And um, for those that are single, or not single, I'm sorry, stay-at-home parents, my hat's off to you because, you know, you're, well, I don't even know why. I'm also also a stay-at-home, I'm technically a stay-at-home parent because I work from home. Okay, that's too much rationalizer, too much explanation. I do have to apologize. I sound a little bit, um, you know, stuffy and just, it's been a crazy few days, a crazy few days. And I've been very, like, just scattered brain lately. And, um, you know, I'm just trying to get myself back on track. And, um, you know, what I wanted to talk to you guys about today is, you know, just everything that's happened within the last few days, how I felt, how I've been dealing with it. And it's just, it's been a crazy adventure, I guess you could say it's, it's a process. We always say trust the process and, you know, I've, um, managed to, you know, few of the episodes that I've um, recorded, I know that I've, you know, talked about things after I've gone through them. Um, and some of them were just little humps to get over rather than like the big ones. And, you know, um, I've had a few where I've been completely petrified of certain things and, you know, I was still able to overcome everything. Um, but this too, I, I believe will pass. Well, no, I believe it will. It will. I mean, everything passes. It's a it's a process. 
I, I believe that as long as you are aware that things are going to blow over, they will, and everything will be just fine. So um, my last few episodes, I've talked about, you know, things that were going on with my ex, and now my family's involved, and, you know, it it's just, it's very, it's very frustrating and just very confusing and confusing to the point where you're just like, okay, why you know, as far as like, you know, um, you're trying to understand why your family is, your own family is, is, um, looking, you know, looking at things this way, you know, the writings on the wall, but of course it's like, you know, everybody has their own opinions. And so this right here is a perfect example of a smear campaign that a narcissist does. They do this on purpose. They do this because it's like they know how you're going to react. They know you're going to look crazy. They know that, you know, what buttons to push. They know how to act when you push, when they push your buttons and they just kind of take a step back and say, see, here you go. And they just let the tears flow. This is the smear campaign. And it's just ridiculous because they will try to hoover you in. That doesn't work. So then they do the, um, the smear campaign. So it's like right now. There's, they feel that because they've riled up all this drama, now they have more supply that they can ride off of and it's going to continue. So, um, now, you know, I'm, um, I'm like, okay, what do I do? What do I do? I'm pretty much, you know, the last few days I was thinking, oh my God, I'm backed up against the wall, you know, and then people looking in from the outside are saying, hey, you know, seriously, this is not this is just, this is just talk. You you need to just leave things be and just, you're okay. You're okay. I don't think that anything is, is going to, anything big is to become of this. And of course, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to underestimate things, but at the same time, it's just, it could be, it could not be, but I think it's really how we, we perceive things. And, you know, um, I just, as you could tell, I'm still a little bothered. And, um, you know, the last few days I have been shaken up, you know, and, um, you know, the things that go through my head is I can't believe that, you know, um, my own flesh and blood would perceive me in such a way, but I can't control that. And, um, here we go again. This is where that whole saying, it's always about me <laughs> goes, you know, I've been, I've been, I've always been accused of that. And, um, you know, this is where you, you know, you start wondering, wait, you start questioning yourself. Am I being selfish? Because it's like, I, I don't want any part of this. Am I being selfish because I'm letting them know what my boundaries are? Well, I was actually listening to a TED talk while I was working yesterday, and one of the things the speaker um, said, I'm, I'm really gonna, I'm actually not done listening to the TED talk, but there was something that she had. Um, a few of you guys probably uh, know about this, but she's talking about setting boundaries, and setting boundaries are, you know, um, they, they unleash emotions. Because not everybody's going to be happy with the boundaries that you set. And when you set boundaries, you know, yes and no are not feelings. So she basically describes, she's like, every single time you get stressed out and you have to make 
you know, you have to have a talk. You know, there's either have a picture or compass in your hand that says only two words, yes and no. Yes and no are not feelings. So, you know, and people are going to get upset, but you just have to be okay with that, you know, and um, I'm going to have to just learn and, and exercise that a little bit more. So that's um, that's one thing that, you know, has helped. And, um, you know, I, I remember I was asked, well, you know, why are you digging so much into this? I said, you know, um, throughout my entire marriage and even in my childhood, going back as early as like, you know, my, my teenage years up to my college years when I was living with my parents, you know, I was, um, I, I, I have felt that, you know, I was being controlled and, I've lived my life according to, you know, everybody else's standards and expectations. You know, I felt like my life was never mine. I had a few journal entries, you know, as a college student, when will my life be mine? Because I was, I was expected to live my life a certain way. And, um, you know, it's like I was, after I did get married, you know, I mean, I've endured a lot of things because my, my parents were not, uh, you know, approving of my ex-husband. And so, um, you know, but I, I resisted that and, you know, I, I felt that I was able to change him and we, we lived a pretty good life for the, the first, you know, nine years and things, you know, things got rocky after, you know, after the 10th and 11th year and it was, it was, it was tough. It was tough because, you know, I mean, we did pave a good life together and now it's, it's gone down. And I think that another reason why for him, it's, it's hard because he expected me to be there. But, you know, I will say in between that good life, you know, there were some times where I'm just like, you know, I think about it and I'm like, you know, I probably truly wasn't as happy as I should have been. You know, one of the things that my ex-husband would say to me um, would be is like, well, are we supposed to be happy all the time? Well, you know, I mean, that doesn't mean like, okay, let's be miserable. But, you know, you do have a choice of whether or not you want to be with somebody. You know, it's like people have this false perception that when you're married to somebody, yes, I get it. It's till death do you part. But it's like, you know what, you should want to be with that person because you are happy. You should want to be with that person. It's like at this moment, whenever he says that stuff, I feel like I'm being granted a life sentence of misery. (coughs) Excuse me. So that's never how a marriage should be. And, you know, it's like I think that it would be very shameful and wasteful to live your life miserably and you know um even if you are living alone you know learn to love yourself learn to discover yourself I always talk about this and you know when you have your children and you know what even if you are seeing somebody and if that somebody is bringing joy into your life and you know after you've been in an abusive relationship or an abuse or in a relationship with a narcissist you can recognize the signs you know, that a relationship is unhealthy. And, you know, you, you know, I, I would hope that you would be smart enough or we would be smart enough 
you know, to back out of that relationship once we start seeing those signs again. It's kind of like, I'm going to use my nursing talk here. It's kind of like C. diff. If you know that, if you've smelt C. diff once, you already know what it is. You know, I mean, using more of a realistic, um, you know, approach with the methamphetamine. You know, I'll be honest. When my ex-husband started that, and I never even knew what it was. When he started that um, 10, uh, 11 years ago, or close to 12 years ago, yeah, um, I knew what the symptoms were. I knew what the signs were, and, you know, that's all it took. So you recognize these signs. You know what's up. So, sorry there, I had to take a gulp of my coffee. But for the last few days, I've been trying to gather myself once again. I found that um, I was, I don't want to call it depression, but maybe it is a, you know, a soft form of depression. But I found myself, you know, kind of regressing back to becoming a hermit and, in a sense, becoming a little bit paranoid and just anxious about what's to come and, uh, you know, what, what will happen next. It's, it's rather sad. You know, when I think about, you know, how I'm running my life at this moment, when I think about how bad, you know, it's sad. You know, it's, um, I do have a tendency to become, you know, agoraphobic during these times. I try to, I do try to leave and sometimes it doesn't work out that way but you know I'm trying my best because my children don't deserve you know to see their mother this way my children don't deserve to be it's not super bad to where I'm you know I'm leaving them or not leaving them I'm you know staying at home and we're like lock the doors and make it look like you know Fort Knox in here It's not that bad at all because it's like, you know, I try to make things, um, you know, more fun for them still. Like, I'll say, you know what, let's do a movie night. And then it's like, it'll be bad to the point where I'm like still in my, you know, I'm still in my, I guess, I would call them my work attire because I work from home. <laughs> you know, and um, there was one time, uh, I think I had mentioned it when my ex-husband had... Um, had basically rode on a motorcycle around, you know, my street. And I got so scared that I didn't want to leave. And um, I was nervous. And my children were watching me because this was after Halloween. And I was eating candy. It was like in the morning. And they were like, are you okay? And I'm like, uh, yeah, why? And they said, well, mommy, 
you're you're eating candy. You normally don't eat candy in the morning. I'm like, uh, mommy's okay. I'm okay, but I'm just not okay. But you know, these are the things that, you know, people around you, if they care about you, if you're going through what I'm going through, where you feel that you don't really have that support, people should care about your well-being, you know, and if people are claiming that they're, you know, and I I believe that there are these, there are these um, questions and there are these scenarios where you have other people you know, trying to reach out to your children and they're saying, well, I'm concerned for your child's well-being. Well, if they're concerned about the children's well-being, they should be concerned about your well-being because you are the one that's taking care of these children. People don't get that. Now, for those of you that are, you know, when it comes to single parents, I just have to kind of interject. For anybody that is, I've, ha- I've actually had a few people say that, okay, I might not be going, you know, who've listened to my podcast and told me I may not be going through what you're going through, but it'll actually help me with my future dating. Now, for those of you who decide to date a single parent, you have to be very mind, please, please be mindful of the children, Even if you haven't met the children, just be mindful because however you affect the single parent, whether it be single dad or single mom, it's going to affect the children. So if you decide to cause all kinds of drama and nonsense in this woman or man's life, it's going to affect the children. And, you know, the reason why I say that is because whenever I go through nonsense, I, you know, I don't have nonsense in my dating life. But as far as like things that I go through with, whether it be my ex or whether it be, you know, my family, this is what I get. I'm like, okay, you know, the children see what's going on with you and Even after what occurred, I was so happy to have my babies back. And, you know, they were not, you know, they were put in the middle. You know, they're saying, oh, every single time we go over there, we're we're always getting dragged into the room and they keep asking us these questions. And my children are just like, oh, no more questions. You know, and, you know, I'm being told that I'm putting the kids in the middle. But when questions are being asked... Let's be honest, that's what's putting the children in the middle. You know, this is, this is where it's very important that you don't lose yourself. That you don't ever question that what you're doing is right. You know, this should never be about who's on whose side or, or whatever because you don't care about allies You don't care about all that stuff. That stuff is high school nonsense. You know, I mean, it's gotten to the point where I'm getting, I'm seeing that there's like, you know, passive aggressive Facebook posts. It's ridiculous. And this is coming from family members. I was like, you know what, enough is enough. I'm cutting this off. I'm plugging out of social media that involves people that, you know, that 
you know, there's certain people that don't need to know what I'm doing. And um, it is what it is. So sometimes you just have to take that moment and just plug, unplug yourself and then, you know, just live your life and then just get, get back on, on track with everything. That's what's important. And I believe that if you're busy, you know, you could stay focused. So I'm still technically I'm still technically very very much working on you know, getting my, picking myself back up because I picture these moments, picture yourself as a porcelain vase. Sometimes it's hard to, or ceramic, whatever. Sometimes it's hard to put yourself back together with those. And sometimes there's pieces that are going to be missing and that's okay. I mean, by the end of the, by the end of the process, you might be a holy vase. There ain't nothing wrong with being holy, right? Um, but you know, it shows every single one of those holes, I believe, or missing pieces, it shows wisdom. And if your vase or if it's completely perfect and has never been broken, you will never learn anything. Just trust the process. I know I have actually haven't posted anything on my Instagram lately. Because I guess you could say, in a sense, I was a little bit on the apprehensive and scared side. Because being afraid of what other people would think. I'm actually going to... My son was so cute yesterday. Um, he was trying to... I, you know, I'm teaching my children how to do the necessities around the house. Because they will need to, you know, <laughs> they're going to need to learn these things. And so, uh, anyhow, right before dinner, uh, I decided, you know, my son got an A on his test, so he wanted sushi. So I said, okay, well, you know, we'll have sushi for dinner. And um, prior to us leaving, I went downstairs and he had opened up a roll of cinnamon rolls, you know, the easy bake ones. And, uh, I was like, did you, did you do this? He said, yeah. And he put them on the little tray and everything. Oh my goodness, my little chef. So I just had to kind of like, you know, share. <laughs> but, you know, those are the little moments that you're just like, oh my God, my, you know, my son, my, my child, you know. And these are what, these are the reasons why you keep strong. You know, you just keep happy and you just try to stay as healthy minded as you can. But I know I'm, I'm doing a lot of ranting right now and I probably sound like a complete nutbag, but this is the process. This is the process. This is what we do. This is how we deal with stuff. This is what goes through our mind. And, you know, I do hope that maybe I can put this podcast together and even write a book about it in the future. You know, um, I do believe that and with each and every one of you guys that are going through these these issues, I do believe that 
you are going through this process for a reason because you do have the capabilities and you do, you know, to help others get through theirs, get through their, their challenges and their adversity. And you, you will be that, you know, you will be that hand that will be placed on their shoulder and say, Hey, it's okay. You will be that hug that will tell them I've been there and you will get through it. I can promise you that. And when, for me, when I speak to people that have gone through my situation or similar, it truly does give me that reassurance that things will be okay. And that's what helps me keep going. We will continue to inspire one another. Now, December is wrapping up, my friends. And, you know, it has been, as I've said, a very, very rough few days. And I'm still a little on edge, but I am working my way to get where I need to be again. It happens. So as I was saying, a piece of you breaks up before you can break anymore. Don't allow yourself to break. You know, grab, grab the things you need. Grab your resources and put yourself back together. Maybe you lost a little piece of that porcelain or ceramic again. Or, you know, and there's a spot. But you know what? Those empty spots are big, valuable lessons that you've learned. Which just kind of inspired me to... That just basically gave me an idea of my next art piece that I will be drawing. Great. And I'll be sure to post it on Instagram so you guys could see it. So yesterday I was actually working on my law of attraction. I mean, this is kind of bad because I've been, you know, I bought this like maybe a few months before the end of the year. And so now I'm like, okay, you know, that's what I'm going to work on. I started drawing on it and, and doodling my goals and all this other stuff. So that's what I'll be working on because I truly need to keep myself on track. Once 2019, this is so cliche, once 2019 hits, I need to. But the difference is I do have my back against the wall and I just have to focus on things because I will be brutally honest. What I don't want, my biggest fear, my friends, is to fall complacent and stagnant and have my 2019 look similar to my 2018. I truly do not want that, you know? My years have never been the same throughout my entire 11 years of being married, you know? But at the same time, the difference is, yes, I had a spouse and a partner and a best friend, you know, who basically, things just didn't work out. He was the one I built that life with. You know, that was 11 years and that was basically, I've accepted the fact that this is where I say, okay, you know what, it's time for us to go our separate ways. You know what I mean? You start your journey, I start mine. You know, though I wasn't on methamphetamines and though I'm pretty sure that maybe there was something within me that needed to change, something that needed, you know, improvement, Maybe there's some flaws that I've had that needed to be readjusted. And that's why God has put us on this journey to separate. 
it's all about the lessons that you've learned. And, you know, after being apart for damn near close to six, seven months, I realized that I do need to be without him in order for myself to grow. And now I'm realizing I need to be away from those that are pushing me down. They may not feel that they are, but I need to. And my children need to learn from me by example, not just by what I tell them. Because I will say this, as a child, as an adult child now, I'm, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing things that were taught to me verbally that are not being done, you know, that are not being done through action. So how do you learn if you don't see it by example? And I've noticed that even my children are calling these adults out on things because they'll say, well, you know, do you see me and me and so-and-so fighting? And my child said, well, sometimes I want to say yes because they do. And I said, well, I'll leave that alone right there, you know? I said, but that's not an example. That's not a good example. You know, my children, I'm teaching them, you don't have to listen to what people say because if they do something different, it doesn't matter anyways. It doesn't matter anyways. They're going to, you know, <laughs> you got to just observe. I'm teaching my children to be observers because that's the best way to learn. You observe through everybody else's, you know, um, you observe through everybody's actions and then, you know, you'll, you'll learn. And my friends, there's some times where I feel or I question, am I doing the right thing? And, um, you know, it's like I, I have this false expectation that I'm supposed to be perfect. And, um, you know, I'm supposed to feel, you know, make sure that the kids never see me flaw. Or even if I do flaw, I feel that, you know, my kid, you know, I was raised that, you know, to look at parents as if they walk on water and to be fearful of them. But I don't want that for me and my children. I don't want my children to, you know, to ball up and get upset because they're not perfect. As parents, I believe it's our job to love, nurture, and mentor our children without judgment and, you know, we're not here to instill fear in them. We're not here, you know, we're, we're not an authority. <laughs> well, yes, but, you know, let's not overdo it with that. You know, we're not, you know, we're not the, we're not the war, you know. We're not the warden. You know, they're not our little minions that we control. Our children 
our most are our most precious gems. They are the legacy that we're going to leave behind. And when we're no longer here, they're the ones that will be carrying on. My little one just woke up. <laughs> they're the ones that's going to be carrying on, you know. And that's why it's very important that we teach them valuable lessons through our actions. You know, I, I wouldn't want my children growing up feeling suffocated. And just, I want them to be happy and I want them to live their life according to what makes them happy. That's all I have for you guys today because it is time for me to start my day and that's the insights that I have. So, like always, we will get through this together. Thank you for listening to another episode of Still I Rise. I'm your host and friend, Cherry Golightly. And until next time, take care, be safe, and just be kind to yourself.